All right. Um, this is Colin Schatz. Welcome back, folks. I'm joined today by, uh, for the second time, I believe, by uh, he's known as Hoop Intellect on uh, various his, his various platforms where he does great video breakdowns of up and coming uh, prospects. Uh, Kendra Ashley, how you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Uh, appreciate you having me on uh, once again. I, last time we spoke, it seems like forever ago because it was before the draft and with a full NBA offseason that actually feels like a, a huge amount of time has passed unlike the last couple of years where it's been like, oh, we're playing again. The draft just happened. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I frankly don't remember uh, what you thought of a lot of, of the prospects beforehand. So uh, you can completely make up whether you liked or didn't like something. <laughs> I won't know the difference. But I wanted to talk, you know, it's a weekend, so why not uh, overreactionize to, you know, the, these guys' first weeks in the NBA? And I wanted to start at the top with Paulo Baccaro. Um, what have you seen from him? I, I have to say that I've been very impressed with him. He, there's a weird thing that happens from even summer league to, to full NBA play where um, certain guys just look different sizes. Like in college and even in summer league, he looked very thick and put up against other NBA players. He looks much more live and 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 creative dribble which i wasn't expecting right away but what have you seen from him and uh or have you been surprised either positively or negatively yeah you know paulo has been great um he was my number one prospect um going into the draft and you know just just kind of based on what he can do with the ball and you know just kind of the versatility at that size just being 610 like 250 and um already kind of looking apart like like you're saying um but yeah you know just even from from the very beginning his first game going for um what was it I believe it was 29 9 and 5 in that first game against Detroit um or 27 excuse me and becoming the first rookie to to have 25 5 and 5 um in their debut since LeBron um and you know just kind of the 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 things that he's able to do out there, both from, you know, making plays for others and, you know, he hasn't shot it great just yet, but um, just being able to be in different spots on the floor and kind of the synergy that's grown between him and Franz cutting off of each other and also Wendell Carter Jr. It's been really good to see. And um, yeah, I'm really just kind of excited to, to keep watching, you know, what type of role that he kind of takes on over the course of the year. And, um, how Orlando uses him and just kind of how he develops. He's got, I, I did not expect him to have as much off the bounce as he, as he sort of has shown already. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of that was in there. There's just kind of a, um, you know, you, there's, there's just sort of a thing with certain prospects. Like you don't know how much of it is going to be there from the jump or how he's going to be used um initially but he's been used like a wing uh for the most part a lot of times so far this season and um you know he's had he's enjoyed a lot of success out of it and I I mean you know a lot of that was there at Duke but again like you kind of you just kind of want to see like how long it takes to really um you know come out in the league and it has been there yeah I think that's I mean you surprised I remember you surprised me when we talked last time saying he was your top prospect just because I thought he was probably a straight four at, at the NBA level. And I think that, you know, you don't want to 
react too much. But, I mean, as you say, yeah. he's basically been used as a wing on offense. And I think that significantly raises kind of the ceiling of his, of his potential. If he, can, if he can, you know, even if he's just a, sw- if he's a swing forward who kind of plays three and four. For sure. Yeah. Like, I think the big thing with him, too, is like even when his his outside shot or those jumpers aren't falling at the, the, the highest level or, you know, maybe he is settling just a bit more than you would like. He's been getting to the line um, at all NBA rates. Right. He's second in free throw attempts right now behind John Morant. Um, so just having that as a baseline, as a score, as somebody that big and the ways that you can use him is just so such a, a valuable asset. And. Um. Yeah, just for Orlando, if they can get that go-to score out of him, like their their possibilities are are pretty vast, especially with them likely being in the lottery once again, and you know just some of the pieces if they can really get some sustained health from those other guys. No, I as you know the the sort of the same thing. It's funny. I I was wrong probably in about the same ways in Franz Wagner. As I may, as I may be on on, on Paulo and their and and kind of their ability to kind of switch off between those two forward roles together is is a really promising core for the Magic. Yeah, I was I definitely underestimated, um, you know, Franz in a, in a couple of different ways. Just his ability to 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 handle the ball and kind of he's not somebody who's going to do like a whole lot off the dribble, but you know what he does do. You know, it's like really concise and he, you know, gets to his spots off dribble handoffs and the ways that he's able to to attack the basket and, um, you know, just make plays. Like he's just such a really good and solid player in a lot of ways. He doesn't need like super high usage to, to make an impact. And I think with those two, you know, they, they really have something going. Do we want to talk about Paul's defense or is it, it you know, a work in progress? I, I've... I've seen, I forget who I was watching. I think it was their second game where it was a reasonably every play down the stretch was just getting him in the act. And, you know, that's, he's not the first, nor will he be the last rookie who can get, get, uh, is vulnerable in those kind of situations. That's clearly a side that's going to need some work. Yeah, for, for Paulo, you know, I haven't been, you know, there was a lot of people who felt like his defense was going to like really hamper him. Um, I've, I think it's been sort of a mixed bag so far. I think he's had some great moments on the perimeter. You know, he had a couple big time blocks. Um, I know specifically in that Detroit game, um, but all the like positioning stuff, you know, some of the closeouts and like gambles and, you know, some of the fouls have put his team kind of in a bind, um, you know, at times, but it's it's really early. Most rookies aren't going to be that great on that end. I think, you know, just some of the effort stuff that what kind of floated there at, at Dukes at times has kind of, you know, been a little bit more positive so far in the league. Um, so that's a, a decent takeaway. But um, I don't think that he – I think that he has the potential to, like, not be a liability. Um, but, again, like, when you're using him – in these new ways and in putting him in positions that he hasn't necessarily been um, defensively, like especially like guarding wings or at least just players who have the, the skill sets that NBA players do at those bigger forward spots, um, you know, it's going to take some time, but I think it's been at least decent um, by rookie standards so far. 
Yeah, I think if you wanted to, if you want to take the positive view of it, the the the, the shortcomings have been more kind of recognition than they've been right. physical. Oh, I just can't stay in front of the thing. It's it's oh, I, I didn't I didn't know how to defend this pick and roll correctly. I didn't know how to veer back correctly mm-hmm. on this pick and roll, which is, you know, it's some graduate level stuff. And and so, I, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think just going in kind of draft order is is maybe the easiest way to do it, which unfortunately we can't really talk about Chet because we're not going to see him for a right. while. Um, I am not surprised that it's been a little bit of a struggle for Jabari Smith so far. Um, I don't think it, it speaks necessarily to his long-term future, but for a, a player who is not, who whose upside is sort of as a kind of a finisher and a defensive help side guy for a team without a lot of structure and creation or defensive kind of metal around him. It's, it's a little bit off the deep end. And, and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not an environment where he can plug in right away and show his best quality. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, you know, just even going back to like summer league and, and some of that stuff, like, um, it's kind of, it's going to be a work in progress for, for Jabari. Like you said, just having, you know, guys like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. trying to explore their games and figure that out um, is going to affect him and his opportunities that he gets um, as well. And then if the shot's not falling, then, then there's, you know, um, some difficulties kind of getting him involved in everything. But I think, you know, positively, the, his last game that we saw him in, um, I thought he looked pretty good against Utah, you know, going – for 21 points, you know, playing center for a lot of those minutes. And I'm actually having some, some, some big time plays in terms of like rim protection and um, defending the pick and roll was, was good to see from him. Um, But yeah, like for the, for some of the offensive struggles, I think it's just going to be a a up and down type of thing for him for most of the year. Um, Especially until he can be more of a, sort of consistent ball handler, somebody who can um, trust a little more to to even do, like, we'll talk about uh, Matherin more in a minute, but um, just some of the positions that he's put in and um, to kind of mask some of his deficiencies, at least it's like a ball handler or like individual creator. Jabari hasn't really had those same type of opportunities in Houston. Um, so that's the – and also Matherin is just a little bit better you know, he's more guard oriented, but like putting him in a, a position where he can, you know, get into some of those pull up mid ranges and one dribble, two dribble pull ups instead of like it always happened to be, um, you know, something else or he's trying to create or do too much. Um, that's something that, you know, you definitely want to see from him down the line. But yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a, a night by night thing with Jabari. I'm just kind of curious to see where he sort of settles in, especially for their lineups. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with all that. I mean, think that I don't think anyone expected him to, to be great with the ball in his hands out of the gate. And, 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 you know, like I said, up front, we're talking about him, not a, not a position where he's going to get exactly spoon fed by, by teammates, just, you know, by nature of, of kind of the roster they have there. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I get we're recording on on Thursday and and uh, Wednesday. What day? Wednesday. And uh, the King, the, yeah, <laughs> the Kings just put out that uh, Keegan Murray is is going to start for the first time tonight. I haven't seen a minute of the Kings yet so far. I I am uh, I don't really know what uh, what he's done uh, so far. So you know, I it, I did find it odd that they were starting Casey Akpala. Um, and I'm glad that they've finished that experiment quickly. But um, what have you seen from from Keegan so far? Yeah, so he had a really nice start in the in the preseason and everything, and then he got uh, COVID, went down with COVID, so um, that kind of derailed you know the start of his season and everything. Um, but when he he returned, you know that first game that he played in against the Clippers, you know he was really good. Um, Played 33 minutes off the off the bench, scored 19 points. You know, hit some threes. You know, had that really big block down the stretch of that game um, to kind of keep them in it. Um, but you know, Keegan Murray is just like the guy who's he's just going to contribute. He's going to figure it out. He's going to find a way to play off of guys like De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis. Um, so, like expectations wise, he's doing like pretty much what I expected based on what we saw from him in college and. You know, him being a little older and what he did in summer league, like this is kind of uh, par for the course for him and he, the bar that he set. But he's really shooting the ball so well. Like he's seven for 16 right now, shooting 45% from three. Um, if that holds, like it's just he's going to be in that rookie of the year conversation. And, um, you know, it's been good to see. And his defensive versatility as well um, has been been a uh, impressive in in something that's popped off the screen also yeah i thought that he was probably like um paulo's obviously the the front runner rookie of the year but in, i thought in terms of a guy who's going to you know play minutes and get opportunities with the ball that he was probably a, as good a, a kind of a, a dark horse candidate as anybody and and you know it, it, it seems like there's a decent chance Paul is going to run and hide with the award, but but still, it's been a been a statistically at least seems like he's he's had a decent start. Um, let's get to my favorite player in the draft this year, who um, the Pistons have been fun but not good so far. Um, you talked mm-hmm. about you know Murray shooting the ball well. I think that, that that's a pleasant surprise is, is how well Jaden Ivey shot the ball out out of the gate. Yeah, definitely. For somebody who, you know, that's been a, you know, sort of a swing factor for him. And it was a big thing coming into his sophomore year last year at Purdue. Um, hasn't been like the the craziest volume just yet, but he shot it well. He's been confident in the one that he's take ones that he's taken. Um, he had a little, you know, uh, misdirection step back three against Beal uh, last night that I was really impressed by. And you know, just for him, just seeing his his athleticism and his first step really translate immediately to the NBA floor has been, you know, really fun to see. Um, like, obviously, you've got Big Ten athletes. NBA athletes are a whole different thing. And he's looked the exact same, really. Um, and it's it's been impressive to watch how easily he's able to get paint touches. And obviously, there's some decision-making stuff in there. And um, somebody with his gifts and, and everything, the game is going to have to slow down over time. But, like... Just that ability alone is going to take him a really long way um, in the league. And, um, you know, passing-wise, honestly, he's been a little bit better than I expected, too. He's at five-and-a-half assists right now. He had nine against uh, the Knicks. 
um, just finding guys and just dri- basic driving kicks, dump offs, you know, certain lobs. Like all of it has been really impressive from him. And um, at times, like he's been the guy that I wanted the Pistons to give the ball to a little more. Um, I don't know what Cade, you know, what sort of the thing on Cade is right now. Um, but like Ivy has been pretty impressive to start. I mean, I'm, I was completely in the tank for him before. And I think what you said is the, you know, there's always that, that, okay, well, this guy's a great athlete at the NCAA level. Is he a good athlete at the NBA level or an elite athlete at the NBA level? And I was pretty confident that Ivy would be at that elite level of athleticism. And I have seen nothing from the first week of the season to dissuade me from that. Um, I want to ask you about some of the turnovers. There's, there's, there's people who are, you know, big in kind of the player development space who, who point, who like to say that, you know, turnovers aren't necessarily a bad thing. There's like turnovers where it's like lack of skill and you lose the ball, or there's turnovers where you're trying stuff. You're seeing what you, you're putting, seeing what you can and can't do. And his seem again, coming from someone who's, who's predisposed to like him, like Ivy, it seems like from what I've seen, these turnovers are much more in that category of, of seeing a play and trying to do too much rather than just getting kind of eaten up by the pace of the game. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And, you know, it's just kind of, you know, sometimes he can get just a little bit out of control, just going a little too fast at times, you know, that's something that I believe I talked about a little bit in the scouting report video. Um, that I did on him, but, you know, he is going to try a lot of things and that's where some of the turnovers come from. He might come from a a jump pass at times, or maybe he tries to fit something into a window that might not be there just yet, or he might need to go a little earlier. That's the type of stuff. It's not like he's, you know, off the dribble, just getting ripped every time because he can't dribble or, you know, like he's just completely seeing a different play and throwing a turnover that that's really um, predictable or something like that. It's really, you know, like you said, the, the first, uh, part of that so if I was if there's a player I was super high on it was Jaden Ivey if there was a player that I was less high on it was Benedict Matherin uh, and that's more, less about him specifically and more about sort of the the kind of six six wing type who's a sweet shooter in college but doesn't necessarily have you know great defensive playmaking ball handling I um it's fair to say he's been better at at those aspects, at least the, the off on the offensive side of the ball than I expected. And you referenced that a little bit in, when you're talking about Jabari, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that, that India has done to kind of put him in spaces to, to, you know, do things well? Yeah. So, you know, you take, for example, just some of the, you know, getting him like simplifying what he has to do, getting him off a pin down. So it's one dribble, two dribbles. He makes a decision off of that or a dribble handoff. You know, he's attacking a, a closeout. And it's not a bunch of situations where he's forced to like rely on that ability to to, to isolate or, or create for himself because that's not something that's he's really very good at, Um, at least, you know, right now or what he's shown in the past. So just kind of simplifying those things for him and also playing with a guy like, Tyrese Halliburton, who's going to set you up and find you in in good situations, um, has been really beneficial for him. And then also adding to that, like he's shot the ball at a ridiculous rate. Um, He's finishing at the basket at a super high level. Um, 
and you know that's kind of resulted in this start that points wise puts him up there with Isaiah Thomas, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Jerry Stackhouse is, you know, the fifth player to to score at least 72 points in their first three games. So that's kind of all that's kind of gone into to what he's been doing. Out I there. feel like the finishing is kind of, you know, we talked about the, the, the swing skill for Ivy being the shooting. I feel like the, the finishing is the swing skill that, you know, the ability to get to and then finish at the basket is the kind of thing that, you know, takes this, the, you know, the guys from this archetype who, you know, progress beyond being a, you know, a shooter scorer type to being, you know, something more, something as a, you know, legit primary or secondary um, option. Is that something you think is, is, is it been a good start or is it, is it sustainable? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, he's probably not going to, I think what I saw last, he was at, around 72 percent in a restricted area so that's probably not going to last for LeBron, so. a guard <laughs> yeah um so but you know for for the most part just kind of the way that he's handled contact and even going back to some of his preseason games like it's looked the same going into the regular season so there's reason to believe that he's um at least going to be good in that aspect and that kind of takes him you know a little further like you said um so yeah i would be you know partially confident in in him continuing at least some level um over the course of the season but obviously it is early sure uh moving on next pick um i mean if we talked about Jaden ivy being a nba athlete um shaden sharp man <laughs> it's like nuclear is the yeah that is a that is a a sight to behold when he you know takes off it's um he is listed now at 6'6", I think, by the NBA. I'm not 100% sure. He looks more like 6'4", 6'5"-ish. Um, but when he takes off, he might as well be 6'8". Uh, and he's been really impressive in his start for Portland. Is what What is – I have seen not a ton of them either. I mean, from a from – a, mm-hmm. like, obviously the, the athleticism is the headline, but in terms of, like, what his game looks like, as an NBA player. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I watched the Sacramento game, his first game in full. Um, he had 12 points. He hit three threes. Um, he's playing about 15 ish minutes a game right now. I think that'll probably come down a little bit once Gary Payton, the second comes back. Um, and especially with a start that Portland's had, but, um, right now he's just kind of been out there, kind of making things happen, um, just knocking down spot ups and, um, you know, having a, a few opportunities to, to maybe go off the dribble just a little bit or, you know, run out and transition, that type of stuff. And he's looked much better defensively than he ever did in high school. Obviously, that was a 100% effort thing for him because physically, like, he has the capabilities to, to be much better. And he's kind of shown that so far, even though he's a rookie. So we got to, you know, keep the um, – that kind of scale or whatever in mind, but long-term, I think that's just going to be something that we see over time and in, in how much he's able to contribute this year. And then more responsibility is given to him um, because, you know, you can't really a hundred percent tell. I know he's got a lot more in there based off of what he's shown in the past, but um, just right now being able to contribute to a winning team is, is kind of what you wanted to see from him coming from, you know, that prep level to the NBA. It's 
probably a good thing for him that he went to a uh, a team that is you know you know they 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 did what they did last year and then with with Dame coming back this year they're obviously at a different level than they were last year it seems like for someone who as you said you know effort level at the prep level can come to a kind of a high expectation environment say either you guard or you don't play yeah right right and you know that's that's been kind of something that you you wanted to see like is it really something that um was more based off of, you know, him being at that prep level and, and just, you know, knowing that he's the guy, he's probably the most talented player on the floor at, at most times, or is it something that's going to be, you know, more of a, a long-term thing, but so far he's, he's been solid in, in my opinion. And I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to seeing just how he, he's able to, to contribute in like, in comparison to a guy like Anthony Simons, who basically did the same thing coming from IMG to, to the NBA um, he's miles ahead, at least in these first, you know, four games. I think Simon's played about 20 games that first year. And, it was bad. You know, when he did yeah. get in, it was – yeah, right. And it was – it's a whole different thing. So, Shaden being able to to at least make an impact and be noticeable in this way is, you know, very encouraging. Not saying that he's necessarily going to be the, the same type of player as Simon's. They're different games. They got different games. But, you know, it's encouraging to see. Uh, last player that I wanted to make sure we hit on was skipping down the order a little bit since, you know – the Pistons I've adopted as my fun team this year until Orlando and Utah turned out to be the most fun teams thus far. Um, it was J- uh, uh, Jalen Duran. Um, I think the he's put impressive fantasy stats so far, and he certainly looked the part athletically. I think that's probably overstating how how good he's actually been, how ready he actually is to play winning NBA basketball. Is is that is that fair? Yeah, I I think the, you know, you you kind of just got to take like what you're what you're seeing from him as like being 18 years right. old and, and just kind of learning the game. Um, the debut game was really really good, and that's what's caught everybody's attention. Uh, 14 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks in 22 minutes, and you know dunked on Chumo KK um, in transition like he did. So that's been kind of the thing that's caught everybody's attention. But, you know, there is still some some growing pains in there. You know, he's going to have to get better as a, a free throw shooter for sure. Um, you know, s- certain positioning things. But, I mean, I, I'll take it because just the way that he's rebounding and, you know, finishing certain plays that they're able to to get the ball to him. And, um, you know, I, he had a couple pos- possessions last night against Beal out on the perimeter where he actually, you know, stuck with him. And that was um, encouraging to see for sure. He had a few in the preseason against um, Emmanuel quickly as well. Um, but yeah, you know, just kind of, I think it's going to be a bit of a work in progress for him, but I've been impressed by what he's done so far. Do you have any opinions either way on, on his hands? It, 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 like um, sort of the, the, the motor and athleticism kind of big type. Um, you know, when I was in Milwaukee, we drafted Thon Maker and he had a lot of not not probably not the athlete vertically, but he had a lot of, of kind of similar like movement skills. But but he just he had str- he struggled with his hands, and that really set him back all the time. So um, just just wondering if you if you had any sort of I, one way or the other about what, like what, you know his ability to catch the ball and you know make a pl- make a simple play with it is obviously going to be pretty important to. 
determining whether he's just, you know, a 10-minute-a-game energy guy or something you can use a little bit more more freely. Yeah, his – yeah, to me, I've been pretty impressed by his hands just overall and um, what you kind of alluded to and his ability to, to kind of be not a, a full hub but somebody who can um, – you know, have that bring that continuity to your offense and make, you know, a few plays in, in that regard. He's able to do that. He showed that in college, um, some of the short roll stuff and everything. Um, but yeah, just being able to, he's a, he's at his best at the rim, you know, when he's finishing lobs and has that space to kind of um, take off and, and get above people. But he's also had some, some solid moments. I think there's, he can definitely still like improve the touch at times in certain situations. Um, he might have a few hard misses here and there, but um, overall, in general, I, I'm a fan of his hands, and that's you know part of the reason I was pretty high on him, um, maybe higher, a little bit higher than most, and also why I wanted Charlotte to to keep him um, instead of the, the whole route that they did, um, or to keep that one pick and then take him. But yeah, so that's pretty much my assessment on his hands sure. and everything. Um, so. Who else have you have you seen? Um, is there anyone that you've? I mean, we've been pretty positive about everyone so far because I, I think the, the rookies have the the top end of the draft has in general been pretty good. Has there anyone you've been a little disappointed in from what you've seen so far? Um, disappointed. It's been kind of interesting because you know for different reasons. There's been people who have been injured, and um, you know most of those who have gotten time have been solid in their time i think and we actually mentioned this on the the first pod that we did but um johnny davis just being you know going back to summer league and then into the preseason it's just not really the best situation they haven't handled it the greatest um but also like he hasn't really shown too much in terms of like a reason for them to to find a place for him in the rotation or getting him minutes um, but that's one that I've been disappointed by so far. Um, other than that, though, like there hasn't been too many, too many players where I, I looked in these first three, four games where it's like, oh, he was really bad in in those like major minutes that he got. Sure. Um, is there anyone else that that uh, on the positive? I've been, I've been, you know, you talked about the ability to to play with continuity. Um, you know, I mentioned that I've I've watched a lot of Utah. I think Walker Kessler has has mm. you know I, I he I, he probably he, his shooting range is probably the length of his arm, but he has been a guy who's you know been able to catch the ball, make a dribble. There's actually times where he's grabbed rebounds and and like led the break that I've seen, and I've been I think I've been pleasantly surprised by his his skill level and and you know ability to move in space. Yeah, I have too. That was a big question kind of with him because at times at Auburn there was, you know, some some stuff in the pick and roll that you would not, you know, like to see for a, a big man that especially goes in the first round. Um, but he he's looked pr- pretty good for them, and Utah as a whole has been um, really impressive. He's been part of the reason for that, especially, you know, bringing that shot-blocking ability to the league immediately and making an impact there Um as well. So he's a, definitely a guy. Um, I think in the minutes that Tari Eason has gotten, I think he's been, you know, pretty good and just showing off his nonstop motor and um, 
just kind of the defensive versatility, you know, his ability to to get rebounds, finish possessions there. He's knocked down a couple threes as well. I've been impressed by him. And then I think who's one more? I feel like we're missing some. Oh, I mean, Jeremy Sohan was kind of a somewhat disappointing in his first couple games offensively, but defensively he's been impressive. And in that last game against Minnesota, um, he was he was excellent. Um, on both ends of the floor, just kind of guarding guys like Anthony Edwards in space or D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, catching lobs in transition and um, doing making plays. He even hit like a little um, mid-range, you know, fadeaway in there as well. So I liked what he saw, what he did in that game, and I'm curious to see what he does, you know, um, in the future. But those are some of the other ones that I've been impressed by around the league. A lot of people made me a lot of, you know, Memphis being willing to to move on from from Kyle Anderson and, and kind of continue to to like reshuffle their roster and so they, uh, uh, Jake Laravia and, and David Roddy have gotten a decent amount of, of of time considering you know they were drafted not super high to an already pretty good team. What have you seen from them? Um, just too early to say, or is, or has there been anything either concern or optimism from either of those two guys? Yeah, so I've only watched a couple of, of Memphis's games um, this season, but what I have seen, you know, in those games that they've gone against uh, the Nets and the Mavericks, with Zaire Williams, Dylan Brooks, and even Jaron Jackson out, they've been kind of thrown into the fire and had to, you know, play possessions on guys like Luka and, and KD, and that's not going to make a rookie <laughs> of, of any caliber look very good. So, um that's been, you know, part of it. I think that they have shown different things, you know, going back to summer league or going into the preseason where you, you, you see there's, there's some signs there of them being um, real contributors um, and, and over the course of the season. And even going back to last year, I was thinking about this, but like they threw Zaire Williams in there, even when he was not really ready. And he eventually kind of picked it up over the course of the season, coming back from that injury and then going into the playoffs. And he looked like a, um, like a real guy. So, you know, hopefully they're able to, to, to pick up on a couple things. It's really early to give too many, uh, they're playing like 15 minutes a game. So really early to like give too many, um, you know, overreactions or anything like that. But I I think it's been, you know, just regular sure. rookie things in my opinion. And Memphis has probably earned the benefit of the doubt, both in terms of like player selection right. and development over the last couple of years. So, yeah. Um, it's any anyone else that you you've you know there's there's been I'll, some other guys just haven't really seen any time. Um. Yeah, um, Dyson Daniels getting to play last night because all their injuries was was it's good. Weird. I feel like if he night. was on. In that yeah, his, his, uh, like, I feel like if he was on it. No, ahead. just like his own. Like it's hard to. Uh, to what was he like scored a, it was like four or five uh but but mm-hmm. they were outscored by 18 points in in 12 minutes or something like that it's, <laughs> it's like it's these things don't, yeah. don't match it's the odd it's an odd mix um we, you know it's sort of the uh the, the almost the James Wiseman where the the his numbers are good but the team gets killed with him on the floor not to make the comparison yeah i i thought i thought that he was um you know, a little better than some of those runs that they kind of were a part of. Um, he had like this, a, a couple things that stuck out in my mind, just um, 
knocking down the three one because I'm just kind of looking at it at like more of a long term perspective, like with some of the things that they uh, showed as a prospect and shooting was a big thing for him. So being there with Fred Vincent um, is huge for him. That's a great situation for him to be in. Um, but like defensively and, and what he showed in the preseason also, I think that he's a, a real guy like immediately. Um, so I would expect that, you know, his minutes to be a little bit more positive if he does get any time in the future. But like New Orleans is just so stacked right now and deep um, that it's hard for him to like to, to get any time. You have Herb Jones and Trey Murphy. Um, if everybody's healthy. You got Brandon Ingram. You've got um, Jose Alvarado and you've got Devontae Graham. You're trying to play, too. You have Najee Marshall, who's solid. Um, so it's kind of hard to come by those minutes. But um, if he was on a different team, I think we would see him, you know, be one of those sort of all rookie guys. But uh, it should be interesting to see, like, if he can actually crack the rotation. Sure, but he's but he's not someone who's ne- they're necessarily counting on to do that this year. So they have right, a little bit of right. a luxury. Um, you know, it's it, I, I think we've probably mined about as much as we can from you know three or four games of, of rookie ball. So I want like <laughs> I wanted to you mentioned before we 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 got on that uh, kind of prepping for the the college and international seasons. Uh, so um, with those you know those games starting uh, you know pretty soon here. Um, I think I think there's games uh, like as, as soon as uh, Friday, if I if I'm if I'm correct. Um, you know who are some, uh, you know obviously preseason All American teams have come out and stuff like that. But who are some 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 players who who people might not be familiar with to look out for kind of in the early part of the college season? Yeah. So, um, were you thinking more like? early season sleepers or cuz i don't know if you follow the draft you should probably know a lot of these names i'm thinking from like an like an um, nba like an like an nba only fan perspective who just occasionally pops okay. in on a on a college game so like not someone who's been well he was a four star recruit and then you know that that like i yeah. i since i am no longer professionally required to be a draft guy i've kind of not been a draft guy so you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously everybody knows the, the non-college guys at this point, Victor Wimbyama, Sue Henderson. Um, those are the, the, the main guys. But I think you look at in, in college, we've got Nick Smith Jr. out of Arkansas. It's a 6'4", 6'5", um, sort of combo guard. He's a, a really talented playmaker, both for a scorer and, and for others on his team. So he's definitely one to watch. And that whole Arkansas team in general – um, both from like a college basketball perspective and in a future NBA perspective is going to be um, probably in my top three on any given, you know, night or, or any given week. Um, because they also have Anthony Black, who is a big guard. He's six seven, can make plays. He's a, a really good athlete. He can defend as well. Um, so he's another one. And they've got a guy named Jordan Walsh, who's a uh, a, a toolsy wing um, guy like Trayvon Brazil as well. So we're going a little bit too deep there, um, but Arkansas is definitely <laughs> a team to watch. Um, I'm thinking Cam Whitmore and Derek Whitehead. They're both coming back from injuries, but Derek Whitehead is a guy who goes to to Duke. Um, that six six wing that we we're kind of talking about. There's some similarities there with him and um, sort of a Benedict Matherin in their strengths and weaknesses and what they bring to the table. Um, 
but he should be a guy who's like in that top 10 conversation most of the year. And then Cam Whitmore um, at Villanova, he's a, you know, he's about six, six, but he's like two thirty already. He's got an NBA body, somebody who's, you know, slashing, getting to the rim made, you know, big waves this summer in the, in the U18s um, winning the MVP there. And, I think that he continues that in the Big East this season. So those are a few names. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of people to watch this year. I, I really like this class so far, um, at least in terms of like incoming freshmen. Um, and then we'll kind of see who who else stands out throughout the year. How how are you going to go about like last thing to finish on? Just because there's been you know some mixtapes going around today. Uh, how are you approaching, especially like you know the OTE guys? Um, uh, you know, G League, G League Ignite and OTE still seem like a, like very it's an odd situation to try to to try to scout. Right, how are, how are you going to keep keep tabs on on the relevant guys in, in kind of those two programs, especially? Yeah. So at this point, I feel like Ignite has at least enough of a track record. We've seen. Um, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, going back to them, and 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 then Dyson Daniels, the Jaden Hardys, and stuff last year, um, and then they're also getting to play against like a Moses Moody and a, and a Wiseman or Kaminga, and and so that's a little bit easier in that G League competition. Um, but for overtime, like it's been really interesting to to see them take that team to the TBT and then overseas playing against Mark Gasol's team and then playing against. Um, you know, Mega and, and a few other international teams. So it's been easier to kind of get that context and um, for the Thompson twins specifically, just what they bring to the table. But from just solely the overtime, it's it's a little bit more difficult. You kind of have to, um, you know, do your homework on who they're playing against and, and this sort of situation um, and the things that they like to do best. But um, for those two specifically, it's just been kind of a um, – because they, they are outlier athletes. They have trace. We've seen them in different um, sort of situations now. So it's a little bit easier. But for, like, the, the whole um, program, it's still kind of a work in progress. And I'm just kind of kind of watching and, and seeing how how things look. What do you think of, of the Thompson Twins? Yeah, I, I like them. I think Amin specifically – um, has extreme upside. He's an unbelievable athlete. What what he does as a playmaker and, and, and as a passer is really next level. Obviously, the big thing with them is the shooting. Um, they have shown some signs over the last couple months of of getting better there. But um, from the video, you know, there are I've two seen, people that oh, I'm high on. I was gonna say from no, the, you're good. From the video scene, I don't love the mechanics. On his shot, it seems like he's got a very yeah, definitely he's got, got a very slow. But uh, the the release looks good. It just is like how how that's 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 not a shot that 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 that's getting off at NBA speed, and at least in these kind of workout videos that are coming out. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a real work in progress. But um, my thing with them is just being seeing the willingness. Um, that's one of the bigger things. And then also they have made certain strides. You can see, you can trace back to, you know, the beginning of last year or wherever you want to go and um, kind of see them 
change certain things and, and they even have like full workout videos where you can see them working with Mike Miller on, on certain things. So that's been good to see as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're very much work in progress, like, like a Josh Giddy um, coming in or um, Lonzo ball. Like that's a, that's a big thing that they're going to have to work on. And then probably unless they, you know, show some certain development over the next several months, um, it's going to be something that like, wherever, whichever organization they end up in is going to have to be confident in their um, player development. Well, very cool. I've, uh, we've gone about the, the, the 45 minutes that, that I promised I'd keep you. Uh, anything you want to, anything you want to uh, pitch or, or, or preview you got, you got coming out soon? Um, I just recently dropped a preseason big board slash watch list on this 2023 um, class. So if you want to get a little more information on some of the things that we talked about, then it's all in there for sure. And then also have, you know, some other things coming up on this rookie class, actually, a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. So definitely be on the lookout for that on my YouTube channel um, at Hoop Intellect. Well, thanks a lot for, for coming back. I'll, uh, if, if, if I can, I'd uh, love to have you back a couple more times during the season to, to check in you know, I, I imagine that as the college season starts to, to get into swing, you'll probably have less chance to check in on some of the, the rookies and more on those guys. But I, mm-hmm. you know, as as someone who has to who uh, is now outsourcing my my draft opinions to uh, smart people, um, that lo- <laughs> love to pick your brain about about that later in the season a few times. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you you need me, just just let me know. All right. Well, thanks a lot again, uh, Kendra Ashley. Eight. Uh, at Hoop Intellect on, on Twitter and uh, YouTube. Uh, I am back tomorrow with uh, Cal Mann from The Ringer. We are going to actually give uh, basketball and sports book recommendations as well as talk some about the NBA season. Um, is, we're, we're not going to plug my book. We do that enough. There's, so we're, we're going give, to give love to everybody else. So thanks, folks, for listening. Uh, thanks again for, for joining me, and take care.